I think you, we need to hold each other to a schedule. Yeah, I think, like, this is perfect for me, like a Sunday morning type thing. Yeah. But, obviously, you know, I know your job doesn't really allow all the time for that, so. Yeah, let's see what we can we yeah. figure out. You know? Or I could, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Sure. I think when, when like, you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah, think, yeah Even yeah. if we just said we're going to do this once a month. Yeah. I think we should be able to commit to that once a month. I think so. You know, if we just said every third Sunday, this is what we're going to do. And that's what we would do. I like it. Third yeah. Sunday? Whatever. You know, I'm just yeah, saying that because this one, is the man. third Sunday of this month. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. 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 I think you just made a schedule. Yeah. You're the boss, man. Every third Sunday. That could be like, that could be, I don't know. This is Mouth Children. I'm not going to cough this morning. <clears throat> cough and you're just going to chew. I'm just going to chew my, my bagel. It's funny because as the intro is rolling and I'm sitting here taking a bite from this crunchy-ass bagel, I was like, what a jerk-off, dude. I'm such a, I'm such a fucking dickhead, dude. Like, I there do is, There's a serious reason why anybody <laughs> that owns like a studio probably listens to this show and they're like, that's your sound engineer? Fucking sitting here, <laughs> smacking his lips. I get coughing. comments about like the production value of the show being so good. Really? Yeah, a lot of people are like it sounds so good. Dude, that makes uh, that makes my little peepee hard. But no, because uh, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and I hear like a lot of these people and they do their own thing or whatever, and uh, some of them really do sound like shit. So like, I, when people say like, you know, what do you like? Like I always say like, you got a lot of like the groundwork already like figured out here like. You know, there's not a whole lot to aspire to other than just creating good content if we can, you know, as far as equipment good. Like, it's it sounds good. You know? I think so. I think it took, um, <clears throat> see, I'm going to be a gentleman and not cough yeah, on the, the fucking mic. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it, I think it's, um, it definitely took time to get to this point. Right. I've, I've listened to other shows that were, I guess, uh, less, m- more amateurish. And I think some people aren't concerned with the audio quality and they're not worried about when somebody gets really loud and the audio spikes and stuff like that and it sounds blown out. I mean, to me... A lot of them are just like one person talking. Yeah, well, that... Really? Yeah, and it just doesn't sound that great. Yeah. Well, I do know that at like uh, some of these big chains like Best Buy or wherever, like Amazon, they're selling kits now to do podcasting yeah. because it's so popular. The problem is, is there's not as much control. I'm, I'm a control freak, believe it or not. As much, as much as a goofball I, as I am, and and all the, you know, you know, ridiculous shit that I say. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like a fucking psycho about, you know, the control. Let's. I was talking to, you know, our friend Kev. Yeah. And Alvin and Shitcastle. Alvin Shitcastle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's good because I don't, you know, out of respect for him, I don't really yeah like using people's full names unless they're okay. We'll with just it. call him Alvin S. Shitcastle. I love that. Yeah. And he is the founder of Rogue Commercials, which we're gonna drop a commercial of his 
Uh, until he says, hey, yo, dude, you're stealing all my fucking content. <laughs> He's got a great idea for a new one, man. I can't wait. I'm not going to reveal anything, but it's so fucking good. Well, he just he just put one out, and yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I was sitting there. I got excited. That was a random it, one, I think. Like, he wasn't planning that. He yeah. was out and about, and he saw that thing, and he was like, I got to do one. You yeah, know? I yeah. love it. Yeah, he's quick, man. He's really quick. So so I was talking to him, and uh, he was like, you know, he said, oh, well, you know, you should get somebody to edit the show. And I said, well, believe it or not, I, I got, you know, three years of schooling for film, v- film video and audio recording and editing. And, like, dude, this, this software that I'm using is Logic Pro X, which is, like, the big boy professional stuff. Right. Even the fact that I record our individual tracks plus the intro on separate audio tracks and being that this technology is is powerful enough that i can manipulate it any way i want after we're done and i have an audio interface with individual you know xlr cables coming into it like everything we did in here i did it very specifically right you know, so because because I'm a fucking psycho, and and the hum of my heater right now is it's driving, driving me you nuts, insane. Right? You know, yeah. and and I think that that's important because you might have a great story to tell on your podcast or a great uh, whatever the information is that you you share. Somebody might not want to hear it if it sounds like shit. I'm definitely one of them guys, yeah. dude. I've listened to shows and I heard like a pop or a hum or something in the mic, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? This guy's like an like, amateur hour. Yeah, yeah. I kind of and, and I try to like stick through it. I'm a big fan of intros and outros. Yeah, that's very important to me because I think it it definitely they're like bookends for your show. You know? yeah, yeah, and and when I like turn on a guy's show and he's just like, oh, uh, hey, this is dickhead and i'm going to talk to you about pickles right you know, you, i'm like nah dude you need to get your shit together and record something like get get a pre-recorded intro and right you know work me into this i need a little foreplay you yeah. know so so anyway those people that comment uh that actually you know like warms my little heart yeah my little penis is like <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, coffee man how's your coffee it's good man i like your coffee i, yeah. I purposely didn't go out and get any coffee because i was like chris gonna make coffee i will always make I'll, you coffee i'll let that man. motherfucker make my coffee today <laughs> yeah I, I had a hard time getting up today man i was like i like i said i was waking up in sections it was crazy yeah 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 hmm i don't know did is you I, have the window open man it's dude, a great it's fucking cold oh uh, this is a bundle up day yeah man. man i was i always i'd like turn the heat down because i like it to be a little brisk yeah you know, when i'm sleeping or whatever and, um, you know, I got my dogs there, and my dog's like a fucking little space heater, you know? Like, I got my, like, feet, like, dug under and stuff like that. It's great. But um, it was, like, so fucking cold this morning when I woke up, but uh, where was I going with this? Fuck. Yeah, you, were, you kept waking up every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I had to wake up in sections. I just did not want to get the fuck up. But, um, yeah, I got up. I was freezing my dick off, though. And I was like... Uh, and I just said, all right, it's 5.40 in the morning. I got to get, get in gear here. I got to go over and do this show. Because yeah. I kind of feel like we like put it off yeah. a little bit. I've been I, like too too comfortable in uh, my new place, I guess, at some points. Like, I just don't want to get off the couch or, you know, with fucking time. To, you know, I used to be like, I got to get out the door and go do something. Now it's like, you know, like I'm really comfortable or whatever. And it's like, I can't, uh, I can't get my ass in gear all the time. But uh, uh, you know, I had my dog over there all weekend, um, kind of doing like a like a visitation thing with my dog. <laughs> so, 
like, Your yeah. kids won't come see you, but the fucking dog's coming. <laughs> My kids come see me. But, um, yeah, man, so I just uh, just kind of hung out with my dog all weekend, just, you know, rubbing the dog down and trying to get her acclimated to, to, to my place or whatever, so. Sounds peaceful, man. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent it is, and there's there's all kinds of emotions in it. Like, there's a lot of, like, feeling shitty, and then there's a whole lot of, like, feeling kind of, like, okay about it and getting a little excited, and, you know, and then you feel guilty for feeling excited or whatever. It's, it's a lot, man. It's, it's like a big ball of stuff, and, you know. A lot of reflection and a lot of like kind of like admitting to yourself that like you know i wasn't always the greatest guy in the world or you know i you know did things that even i would find questionable and then you know so it's it's a it's a lot man it's a lot to unravel but it's like it's good because you know you can you give yourself a chance to sort through it a little bit you know i think that um i mean we've talked about this a lot on this show actually is i, I think that any change takes uh reflection and then like i think if you're a half intelligent person and you make a change you're fearful but you also have to uh find a little bravery of like okay i gotta this is this is something new and it's gonna fucking be a little scary yeah you know and i think that uh you know i even you know even i am like reflecting on some things that i'm trying to change you know like i i would love to for me personally, I, I, my goal, my goal is to go self-employed, you know, like I'm so Mm -hmm. great at telling my wife or my friends, family members, I'm great at pushing other people to make big changes because I've done things in the past that I guess, you know, are, are pretty monumental, you know, but, um, but that was also a long time ago and, and time goes by and you get you get real complacent, complacent. And, yeah. and comfortable and, mm-hmm. and you're like okay you know i don't need to make no more changes well you always got to make some kind of change yeah, yeah and i think that's life man you got to challenge yourself in some way yeah. yeah so like i mean even even my job now like uh you know i'll say this and and like i love my job i sincerely do i i really do believe that i have like the fucking greatest job i mean honestly the benefits of my job are unbelievable yeah you know i'm not an hourly employee right. i kind of come and go as i please i make really good money for what i do uh and and a, a lot of that is a give and take because it requires me to be very responsible and disciplined you got to do it right yeah, yeah. Right. this is not a job that just some excuse me i'm burping on the mic now you can't Dude. like you can't just cash in a day kind of thing you can't you know i can't there's t- plenty of days i go to work and i'm just like all right i just got to get through this yeah and you know and no, I know I've, when I leave there, like, dude, I, I've I've worked with COVID. I've, uh, <sighs> you know, I've I've kind of done like, you know, borderline like, dude, you probably shouldn't have done that. Right. But I don't really, I don't really get to take a day off. You no. know, if I take a day off from work, it's like I'm fucking dying. Yeah. You know, but but it's also because oh, no, I don't mean I take days off. I mean like I'll go to work. I'll just mull through it. Yeah, just yeah, to get yeah. through it, you know what I mean. But probably not do my best work. I mean, the it's just <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's just it's a great job. Yeah, it's a really great job. I love the guys that I work with. Uh, the girl in the office is is great. She does her job well. Everybody is. It's it's just a phenomenal place to work. Yeah, I feel the but same I, way. But I I've come from a family where. Everybody is self-employed, and That's and cool. I'll be honest, 
there's a part of me that's like, okay, that's the next big hurdle, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm fucking scared. Like I'm fucking scared. I, I, I'm scared. And it's for the same reasons of, of, uh, things that you and I've talked about in the past, even my artwork. I feel like my whole fucking life, when I create something for somebody, they don't want to pay me for it. And therefore I get, I, um, I guess I get like, uh, unmotivated or like, uh, a lack of confidence, you know? And, um, now I'm to the point where it's like um, the other day I did these two welding projects for uh, one for a friend of mine that I went to high school with and then the other one was for um, a friend of mine it's for the local municipality I, I welded these little cage things around the edges of their landscape and trailer and it felt good because that one in particular they told me look you need to be professional you need to write up an invoice you know, list how you charged us, you know, an hourly rate plus materials, list it on the invoice and submit it down, you know, to the the secretary. So I downloaded this fucking thing, this invoice to go app and wrote up this professional thing. And I was like, holy shit, this is like, I'm like really going to charge yeah. somebody for my work, you right. know, because in the past... In the past, it was like intimidating. And, and also, like, there's people out there that sometimes will kind of fuck you over a little bit, you know? He's like, I had a friend that wanted me to fix his car, but every time I talked to him, he's like, whoa, you know, you know, take care of me. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck you mean take yeah, care right. of you? This is my time, my yeah, effort. Dude, you know, I, I'm, I'm not spending time with my kids right now. I'm not touching my fucking car projects. Right. I'm playing with your bullshit. And yeah. you're, you're, you, want, you want the fucking Walmart price. You don't want, you know, my price. Yeah. So, like, that was disheartening, you know? And yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I, thankfully, I have one friend who um who always like hires me to do things like art wise. Yeah. He just wants me to do shit for him. Yeah. And uh and it, it like he's published some of my stuff, you know, like even just as far as like the inks that I've done for him and stuff like that. Like another artist will draw it and then I'll do the inks or whatever. But like it gets my name. It like creates like a little bit of a bibliography for me. Yeah. Which I'm appreciative of. Like that in and of itself is is motivation enough. But he pays me really well. For everything, and he's a good, good friend. Like he's a close friend, and you know, every time he asks me to do something, it's just like, here you go. And I'm like, that's more than I was expecting. But you know, so I, it's cool. I never, never ask for a discount, especially for my family or friends. Yeah, I in fact insist. Yeah, you almost want to go a little bit above and beyond for a friend, or you know, just to kind of encourage them. I do. Yeah. But that's because in my mentality is you still have fucking bills. Right. You still have things that you need to... There's overhead for your business. Right. I think there's nothing more insulting is when you ask somebody, oh, listen, I know that we're we're boys. We're, we're friends. Right. Why don't you, like, cut me a huge break? I think... Why don't you just wait until I'm done and see if I cut you a huge break? You're dude, something. That's, that's fucking slimy. Yeah, You're not really my friend if you ask that, yeah. you know? I uh, and it's funny because um, I've noticed that uh, I have a lot of blue collar friends and family, and some of them are a little gun shy to do work for me because I think that they're used to um, they're used to a stranger just telling a stranger this is what the price is, mm-hmm. and they're used to family and friends like him and hauling about the price. And to me, that's fucking sad. Yeah. It's sad that you have to justify that this is my livelihood. This is how I make my fucking money. I think I'm worth this much. It should just be understood. 
Why would you pay a mm. fucking stranger? Like mechanics wise, I have a friend who's a mechanic. I would just say to him sometimes, dude, I don't give a fuck what your price is. I need it done. I don't have time to do it. Just fucking do it and I'll pay you. Don't make this fucking weird. Yeah. This is business right now. Our friendship is on hold until this is done. And I won't be upset. I'm not going to be upset. But just fucking do the job. Yeah. You know? Yep. And don't give me a discount. I don't want a fucking discount. I just want it done right. And I'm asking you because I know you're good at this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you get so. a lot of that like, oh, I'll get around to it type shit. With, with, yeah, yeah, and I love them, and I respect, uh, I, I, you know, like, I know some guys are just like, dude, I, you know, they they feel guilty. In our in our society, like, some people feel guilty that they're not, like, helping you or giving you a, a discount. You don't, yeah. you don't have to feel guilty. I, I find it hard, it. like, as far as, like, when people commission me for, like, artwork and stuff to kind of, like, get right on it. Because, like, if I don't, like, if I don't have it in me to do it right then and there yeah it's not gonna look good you know what i mean like it's not gonna be like i have to be like yeah okay and like yeah money's a great motivator but you know like as far as being able to kind of zone in on something yeah and know that i'm gonna like you know if somebody wants me to draw like a character or some shit like that like i gotta be ready to draw everything that goes on with that character down to their fucking hair texture and all that shit but if I don't feel it, then I just, you know, I kind of like, all right, I'm not going to do that today because you're not going to get the best quality work out of me until I'm, like, ready to really do this. I sincerely believe in the left brain, right brain, um, you know, uh, it's I, I don't think it's a theory. I think they really do say that, like, yeah. left brain is logical, right brain is creative. You know, creative. Yeah. And, I, and I do believe that. Especially for creating. Even, like, say, even, believe it or not, even the cars and stuff that I build and... Oh, yeah, that's the, art. Yeah. The decisions that I make, you know, of, like, where where to put things, how I'm going to lay things out, how I'm going to do this, is the same way. If I'm not focused, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not fucking touching this thing today. Right. You know, I'll go to over there and I have, like, it's... I have, like, this shitty little couch chair thing from the 70s that I fucking sit in. And I'll sit there and play on my phone and, like just yeah. stare at the car and like listen to music because i'm like dude it's today's not the day yeah. it's not happening today it sucks you know yeah, i kind of wish like i was like more like like you know we talk about alvin Shitcastle. yeah he, you know he has like this crazy fucking schedule like yeah. his job is like brutal brutal schedule i mean him we, we i talked to him a lot and um he was telling me uh like but when he has time off like once that crazy schedule ends he like dives into everything he's interested in like he just dives into it he goes hiking with the kid and he's foraging for shit and like he's real into that stuff and then uh and then fucking you know he's writing a book about yeah. plants he's fucking you know doing those little road commercial things he's recording songs like he just dives into it like it's his like he's uh like he's compelled to do those things like but, that's but he draws think- enjoyment from it you know uh, I think that we all, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I do. I know for me. But I got to be in a mood. Well, I think it's different when it's, when somebody's commissioning <clears throat> you for artwork. First of all, you and I, I, I agree. I think, I think the moment you add money to an art project. It becomes a job. I don't want to do it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? There's I don't like a certain thing. It's like, touch I don't really want to do this for you. But that but, guy the, I had a buddy who wanted me to work on his Corvette and dude, I dragged my fucking feet because I was just like, I don't want to fucking, 
I don't want to touch this. If it was my car, I would be like dreaming about it. I like when I'm here talking to kid or playing with the kids. There's also room for oh, you yeah. to fuck up when it's yours. You know? Uh, maybe that's true. I think you know? that's part of it too. It's like, you know, I know when I, if I want to draw something I want to draw, I can throw that piece of paper away over and over and over again until I get it right. Yeah. Whereas if I got to draw something for somebody or, you know, do some kind of commission work or something, I like if I show you something and you don't like it, like if I pour my balls into this thing and fucking I hand it to you and you go, oh, I don't really, you know, this part of it here I don't like. Can you change that? Look, motherfucker, it's done. Yeah. Can I change it? The ink's already on the fucking paper. Yeah. I can't change it. I got to do it over. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that, just like that to me is so daunting, to, you know, so to, that's, to bring somebody else's imagination to life yeah. for them is really fucking aggravating and stressful. I often wonder, like, um, we've talked in the past about some of the tattoo artists that you and I grew up with, and I often wonder, do them guys... I would hate to be a tattoo artist. I think I think that they go home and they don't want to do anything. I no, think, I that, think like, that's why a lot of tattoo artists are kind of dicks. Yeah? Yeah, like, you ever walk into a tattoo place or whatever, and you, like, you want to tell a guy what you want or whatever, and they're kind of, like, standoffish, and you're like, uh, you know, like, yeah, they're going to make a shit ton of money, but, like... Yeah. That's a long, tedious fucking process. And if you're, you're not into it, you're not into it. So I, usually when I get a tattoo and I find a guy that wants to do it, I ask him right out, like, do you want to do this? Yeah. You know, uh, is this something you'd be interested in? And uh, and then, like, you know, we kind of almost will collaborate on it and I'll send you references and you pick the one you want to do. And where do you want to put it? Like, I give them a lot of freedom when they're like, if I say, oh, well, I want this on my arm and they go, well, it'd probably be better if it was on your leg. Fine. Let's put it on my fucking leg then. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um. Like, I don't want somebody putting something on me they don't feel like doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to feel like doing it. Like, the guy, like one guy I went to for years, and he did all of my black and gray stuff. He did the portraits of my kids. He did the portrait of my dog. You know, he was like my guy. But now he's into, like, this whole uh, solid black thing. That's all he does. He just does solid black tattoos. Like, he just blacks out people's bodies for them. Really? It's fucking wild. I mean, and some of it looks really cool. You know? Some of it is like... That's bizarre to me. But, like, in his mind, he loves it. You know, like, there's a lot of people walking around with a lot of trash on their body. Yeah. So, like, he's like, I think the fucking solid black looks better than some of that trash that people are walking around with. Yeah, you know I, what mean, I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but I also know that, like, sometimes... There's a way to be creative with it. Uh, I, Use I definitely, negative space and stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. I think that there's definitely sometimes where um, we're in a culture right now where... People are getting tattoos at young ages and then later on regretting it. Yeah. I have one on my shoulder that I drew when I was in fucking high school. Well, I, I drew it in basic training for this dude that was from Sun Village and I knew him through association, but we were both in the same uh, platoon in basic training. And he was like, yeah, I want a son. You know, we're, we're the sun boys, rah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm from Eddie Stone. So I, you know, I get it. I know what you're talking about. I'll draw this up for you. I mean, at the time, it was very 90s-ish, and now right. I think it looks cheesy. Mm -hmm. So, like, it kind of, like, makes me cringe when I'm, like, standing there with yeah. my shirt off at the beach, and I'm like, yeah, yeah that's the shitty one right there, <laughs> you know? But, I, um, dude, I feel that way about my right forearm. I got this stupid tribal thing that I got when I was 18 years old the second I graduated. Yeah. And uh, I just think, like, now, like, oh, fuck, man, why did I waste this space on this? <laughs> You know, like I could have got anything here, you know? I think mine's faded enough. I, I like the idea of a son. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, uh, I want this arm 
to be a traveling arm. Like everywhere that I've been to, I kind of have a buddy of mine who's also a traveler and uh, he's from Missouri. Uh, That's the guy, Ethan, that was on Yardbird Tuna. Very funny guy. Uh Uh, He also did a, you know, a kind of a a sleeve that's got like a treasure map kind of thing going on. But but also like there's a ship on there because we built ships together. Uh, That's cool. I've always wanted a ship. The first ship that I ever built. My whole right arm, I want to get just like nautical theme. But like I'm talking like clipper ships. Yeah. And shit like that. Like I want like fucking tentacles coming out of the water, fucking Poseidon. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I want that shit. I want all that shit. You know what hurts my heart is that a lot of young people have those tattoos right now but have no connection to Yeah. That, See, uh, my only connection is my dad used to build wooden ships. Really? When I was little, he would like these really intricate wooden models of ships. Yeah. And he would like tell me about the He knew shit about it. So like all that stuff, I just, there's something about it. I just love fucking boats and ships and shit like that. But like, I would love the, I love the imagery of it too, you know? So I would, I would love to just have this entire right arm be, be that. But do you, do you like going to the beach and all that? Yeah. Or? I love being in the water. I don't yeah. like the beach. I yeah. love being in the ocean. Huh? Yeah, like I fucking hate sand. Yeah, you put well, me in the water, I'll be in there for three, four hours. I think we all get annoyed with sand eventually. Yeah. No, I love being in the water. That's, hmm. you know, I can get lost in there and just not come out. So let's, I'll tell you what, let's stay on topic with the tattoos. This is, yeah. this is, this could be our tattoo episode, yeah. you know? I got it's, all kinds of stupid plans for my tattoos. Like, really? But I mean, I don't, I get them so infrequently. Yeah. So it's like I kind of build up to them. And yeah. And like too. when I really want to, like, I'm like, okay, I got the money, I could spend it kind of thing. Or, you know, like, not that I don't have the money to spend on it. It's just I spend money on a lot of other shit that I probably shouldn't sometimes. But um, but when I really get the itch to get one, like, I like I never regret the ones that I get. Yeah. You know? Um, you don't have any that you regret? Just the one on my right forearm when really? I got when I was really young. And then so, after that, like, I got on my, my left shoulder, I got this really nice lion's head. It's like a memorial piece for my father that Shane O'Neill did. Nice. Back when Shane O'Neill was before he ever, like, blew up. Yeah. Like the way he did. I mean, he's always been super talented. Yeah. So, you know, and I always wanted his stuff on me because he is really fucking good. Yeah. And then uh, and then I met this guy, Hood, who owns uh, Black Vulture Gallery up in, um, in, like, I guess it's like the Fishtown area on Girard Avenue. Okay. Best shop I've ever been to, man. Like, huh. And I, that's like the only place I'll go to for tattoos now. But um, he, I got him to do portraits of my kids, and I kind of like struck up a little friendship with him. And... Um, you know, he's real into, like, art and illustration and stuff like that. And we kind of had some common interests. Like, he was a real big fan of Greg Irons, like I was, and stuff like that. So, like, we became, like, friendly and started talking about stuff. And then years later, when he had his own shop or whatever, I went up there and I was like, uh, I was like, I want to get this portrait of my dog. And my, I had this pit bull at the time, Joe. And um, he was, like, six months old at the time. And I had this really great black and white picture of him. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I would love to do it, you know. So he did the, the portrait of my dog. And then... Um, there was another guy there, Schlack, this guy Jay, um, and Schlack uh, is like fucking, he's he's kind of really one of a kind. Like this guy's like a, uh, he's like one of, the, he's a deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> like he does like that deathmatch wrestling shit. What's that? It's this really fucking violent kind of uh, form of professional wrestling. With a lot of, like, weapons and gimmicks and shit like that. But, I mean, these guys are genuinely getting hurt yeah. doing this stuff. And, uh, I mean, he's competed all over... Well, competed. I, he's performed all over the world. And... Um, That's the one where they literally, like... Like, fucking... Hit each other with yeah, barbed with wire Yeah, with barbed and wire and fucking light bulbs and shit. Like, like crazy, crazy shit. Like, a real spectacle. Yeah. Not that I'm a fan of that. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. But, I mean, this is what this guy does. Yeah. And, um... 
and just little like short guy but he's fucking jacked and he's kind of like he's a real character but <laughs> I kind of really respect him because everything this guy's ever done he's made a living off of doing things that he's loved whether it be music the pro wrestling tattoos artwork like I think that's cool as shit like this guy I can't imagine this guy walking into a fucking building and you know getting an office job or working in somebody's warehouse like this is what this guy does like he's kind I mean, of like a journeyman you know what I mean I feel I feel sometimes I feel like a sellout the fact that I never pursued I wouldn't feel that way yeah no I do because it, that's because we measure our success by my like money sometimes no I don't feel like I mean that's the way our society does but as um I don't think you're a sellout I mean we're doing this this isn't selling out this 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 whole thing back with the original first few episodes of Yard Bartuna was because I decided that I can be creative and clean yeah. and sober at the same time. That, that was really, you know, I mean, we went down that road and I explained that whole story of, of like, um, I thought I was at a crossroads and right. I had to give up my creativity to go be a responsible father. And, and hmm. there's a know. time and a place for everything. You know? Yeah. And honestly, it's funny because, dude, spending more time with you, I've been thinking about artwork more. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'll say this, and I won't uh, divulge too much, but I've honestly thought about uh, less than legal artwork. But but I kept thinking, like, fuck it, I don't care. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, dude, graffiti is all the same shit. Right. You know why Banksy is great? Because Banksy isn't just writing some fucking word on a wall yeah. that's very colorful. And not, I'm not saying these guys ain't talented. I'm saying... Art is great because we have to push the boundaries and do something different, avant-garde. Graffiti is beautiful, but what if you did something that other people aren't doing? Yeah. You know? Don't just tag the fucking wall. Don't just write your letters in bubble letters, the same shit that everybody else in Philadelphia is doing. What if you did something different? Mm -hmm. What if you made images? Yeah. I like, I like Banksy stuff. I love Banksy I mean, it's a lot of, I guess it's like, I don't know if it's stencils or if it's what it is. I don't know how he does it's it. a little I don't know bit of both. I don't know his yeah. process, but I don't really care because, like, the end product is all I really, you know, what I you think end it's up the, with is what I it think is. it's the uh, the story that his images create. Yeah. You know, that's the important part. And the feeling that it's like, it could just be temporary. Yeah. You know, like, if somebody could tear it down, they could paint over it, they could do whatever the fuck they want with it. You know what I mean? I think that all of that is what... Uh, I'm fascinated with Banksy. And I, yeah. and I think that when I look at modern artists, I want to see somebody that's uh, pushing the limits, mm -hmm. you know? And it doesn't matter what genre. I mean, even film. I always loved film, like like movies, because... To me, these are some of the modern artists. Yeah. You're literally creating a story and imagery at the same time. I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I was that. just watching a documentary about Quentin Tarantino before I came here. Well, about his first eight movies. Yeah. Really fucking cool. Well, he's. I guess he's working on his last one yeah, right now. Yeah, I think now. number 10 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the last one? The Once Upon a Time in America? I just recently watched it, like, probably in the last couple of months. I think it was. Uh, it's different. It's different, but that's the way it's supposed to be. It's yeah. supposed to be very Hollywood, and yeah. it's. I love the the ending of it more than anything. Like it, the the feeling that this is like a this is a true fantasy. Yeah. Of a story, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. the outcome of it is not the reality of how it really became. Like I just I like the the kind of the 
the happy ending and the bad guy gets his come up his uh, comeuppance or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought that was really cool. But um, well, he's a fan of happy endings. Yeah, you know? that was cool. I thought it was cool as shit. It's interesting, you yeah. know. It's cool I'll tell movie. you, I want to do. Uh, I don't want to diverge too much because I want to talk about tattoos. Yeah, like, yeah, that's in, cool. In, yeah. Um, we can get back. Yeah, so like I was saying, like the dude Schlack, I um, he's like the first guy outside of Hood that I let tattoo me, and he did this piece on the back of my leg, and I'm like thinking that you know now I just want to, like this whole leg, I just want to make this like my fucking nerd leg. Okay. You know, like I want to get like all this different shit that I've always loved, and actually I have one tattoo that I let my son do to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I got um. I don't know if you remember back in the '80s on comic books on Marvel Comics. There's that little box, the UPC box. Yep. Be down in the bottom. If you went to the newsstand and bought a comic book, it would have an actual UPC label in there. But if you went to a comic book shop and you bought a comic book, they were considered direct editions. And in that UPC box, instead of having the UPC, you'd have a little piece of artwork in there, like a piece, like a sketch. And usually in the 80s, it was Spider-Man's head. Yeah. So it would be like the head of Spider-Man, and when Spider-Man had the webbed mask, it was the webbed mask. And when they changed the outfit to the all-black and white outfit, it was the black head. And um, so I just I pulled down an old comic book, and my son made a stencil of the Spider-Man head. Because it was easy, I figured this is pretty decent, easy line work for it. And he had a little tattoo kit or whatever. And I figured, I'll let him do it, you know? So <laughs> right on my ankle, I have the direct edition box of Spider-Man. And he was like, why would you get this? And I, and I said, well, because I'm a direct edition, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you know, like, this is my way of, like, it's a little intimate thing for me. And I said, it's something simple that you could do. And I made him put his little initials on there, like a little VL. And it's sentimental to me. Like, to me, it's one of my favorite tattoos. It's not my best tattoo. Yeah. You know, but it's sentimental to me. And, like, I'm, I'm glad that it, so now I want to kind of build around that. I want to put things around it. I want to get, like, um... Like, I'm a huge G.I. Joe nut. I want to get the Arashikagi symbol, <laughs> the the fucking bars that Snake Eyes has on his thing, and uh, Storm Shadow has the tattoo of it. I want to get that, like, like right next to it, and then kind of build around it. And then I want it to get, like, Hellboy on there. Like, all my favorite shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I kind of want to build up that leg to just be that stuff. Like, just carefree, I'm a fucking nerd, I don't give a fuck what you think kind <laughs> of shit. You know, I'm not trying to impress you, this is for me. So. I think um I think that's why modern people uh, at least I don't know I mean not everybody some people think it's just a cool thing to do right without giving a whole lot of thought to it I I judge harshly when I see that you yeah. know I'll admit that when you go get a fucking face tattoo of some stupid shit and it clearly looks like it's just a like a dumbass word or like right. something fucking stupid I, I judge harshly you know. But I also know the process of being a 20-year-old fucking moron where you, like, you think yeah. that this is a great idea right now, you know? Yeah. But um, to me, like, my tattoos nowadays are definitely a story, you know? There's right. definitely a, a process of, like, understanding who I am, you know? Uh, my first one was the sun on my shoulder, which was, you know, f- fucking, that's a crazy story in itself. Dude, we were in... Virginia? Where were we? We were in Virginia, uh, right outside of. Um, I was at. I was stationed at Fort Lee because we were in AIT. AIT is the school where they teach you how to do the job you're going to do in the military, right? Or in the army, anyway. So me and some friends decide we're going to go to the local tattoo shop. I'm going to get a tattoo. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll get this 
sun on my shoulder, you know? Because especially back then when, like, Sublime and all these people, you know, it was either that or around my belly button, but, you know, I didn't right. put dicks in my mouth, so I wasn't yeah, really yeah. into that. <laughs> and I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that that was typically the kind of guys that got a sun around their belly button, you know, or a chick. Either way, they both put penises in their mouth. But, um, dude, we walk in, and one of my buddies is with me, and he's a black dude, and this fucking nasty looking biker dude with like swastikas and shit uh, on yeah. him right. is the owner of the shop aka the fucking tattoo guy mm-hmm. and I'm like oh uh, I don't know maybe we'll go somewhere else and the dude was like oh yeah come on in come on in you yeah. guys soldiers and he was like nicest fucking you know sweetest guy in the world but I'm like dude what the fuck is happening right now Even yeah, my the, buddy, it's almost like a juxtaposition of like what the fuck? Now, like, how is this coexisting in the same world kind of thing? Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, this was uh, 2000, 99 or 2000. Now, August, yeah, it was right on, it, it must have been in uh, spring of 2000. I'm trying to think how that math works out. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we went in there, though, and, like, even my dude fucking hung out with us and, like, sat in there. The biker didn't say nothing crazy. I don't know, man. It was just, like, a weird thing. I think the tattoo kind of came out shitty myself. Right. I don't think he really fucking cared that much. There was these two girls that were with us that were Lithuanian. They were they were uh, foreigners, but they joined the U.S. military, so they mm-hmm. were soldiers with us, and they were, they were fucking... Dude, honestly, I was, like, in love with one of them. Yeah. I was, like... Oh my god! I'll fucking pay for your tattoo. I'll do anything. Let me just hold your titty while we're doing this. Like, <laughs> but um, that's how I got the first one, and then I didn't really get any more tattoos until much later after I left the military, and then um, I think the second ones were these shamrocks on my elbows, which I like them because they mean something to me. Right. But I didn't know at the time that the Aryan Brotherhood uses shamrocks oh, really? as symbols. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently it's a big deal in prisons. Ah. And, like, this is a pretty common tattoo for, like, a white supremacist. Yeah. So, like, I really kind of regret it now. Because, like, I've had people say weird shit to me. And right. I'm like, That's not why no fucking yeah. way, buddy. Right. I'm just a dipshit Irish kid, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's that's a big regret, you know. I like the tattoos personally, like visually. You just don't want to explain them away. Uh, yeah, I kind of get tired of yeah. like the misconception of like what you think they mean. That's right. not, you know. So like even lately, I've thought right. about how could I uh, do something with them to kind of yeah to make them camouflage them a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah, or make them seem like a little less harmful, you know. Like like I never thought anything of them. I just honestly, I never knew that. So I just figured he's Irish. That's why he has shamrock. I mean, we live in the Northeast where... I was going to get meatballs on my elbows. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then I found out, you know, in prison... Yeah? Getting meatballs on your elbows means that you're a uh, Peter Puffer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Really? No. You got balls on your elbows? <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey! <laughs> Boy, you got balls on your elbow. Come yeah. over here. Put them balls on my chin. <laughs> But that's like, uh, I guess that's like a real thing. And and it's funny because like, um, I don't know, man. Sometimes, sometimes now that I'm older, I guess I kind of regret all of my tattoos. I yeah, love, I get that. I, I hate love, explaining tattoos. 
Yeah, well, I, the one on my back, my whole back is a mural of... Uh, it's the Soldier's Memorial. It's, yeah, I saw. It's the, that's, that's really cool. With the, 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 it's like the rifle in the boot. Yep. Yeah, it's great. The rifle with the helmet on it, the dog That's tags, pretty self-explanatory, though. Dude, let me tell you some horror stories And about it's colorful. That. It's really good. Well, now that it's finished, it, it's very obvious what yeah. it is. But when... Uh, this took me 10 years to finish. I bet. Um... And mainly because of either lack of funds or or the you know the lack artist the artist yeah. literally moved out of the area and and I like agreed with her that like nobody else is going to finish it when you come back to visit bring your equipment and you're going to work on it you know uh-huh. so that's what we did over the literally you know eight or ten years and and thank God she she did finish it like we found the time. We muscled through and, and finished it. But in the process, originally, there was just the rifle, the silhouette of the rifle with the helmet and, like, a little bit of the rifle, like, stuck into the ground. Right. And, dude, because I'm a ball buster, everybody thinks that it's necessary to bust my balls randomly all the fucking time. Yeah. And it's like... I, I often wonder if other comedians go through that, like, if, like, real professional... Like, big boy comedians. Like, I wonder if, like, fucking Bill Burr or uh, Kevin Hart, do people walk up and just start talking shit? Because Probably, they, yeah. You think so? Probably. It's it's kind of tough because sometimes I'm like, dude... I think they think you're that character all the time or something. You know? My uh, my family and friends definitely think that. Yeah. You know, they think that, like, dude, this guy is always busting balls, so it must be that that's just the way we talk to him. And, right. like, sometimes I'm like, dude... I'm not always like that. No, right. man. I yeah. don't always want to fuck around. No. You know? So... Matter of fact, more often than not, I don't. Yeah. And right. that's, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fucking act. I'm doing this as an act. It's yeah. not... It's like your gimmick. Yeah, man. It's not right. my life. I don't fucking... Right. You know? You know? Anyway, so the, to bring it back to this tattoo is... <sighs> I've had guys walk up to me and say, Yo, dude, what's with the big black dick on your back? Uh. And I'm like... It kind of hurts my soul when when people used to say that because not because of a black man's penis, but because like it's kind of dude. This is a representation. A, yeah, this is a very reverent kind of tattoo that means something to yeah, me. Yeah, this is not yeah. the joke. Right. You know, like this this is a pretty serious subject of why I got this tattoo. Right. You know, so like I used to just kind of like chuckle and laugh it up, but like walk away like fucking hurt. You know, mm-hmm. like dude, you don't know what this like. Even me, I think uh, sometimes. That just a tattoo on my body doesn't justify the pain right. that that really is trying to represent, you yeah. know? And uh, anyway, now that it's finished... Sometimes you just don't... I get annoyed explaining mine. Like, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. I have this one tattoo on my leg. It's the concept art for the Joker from the Dark Knight movie. Okay. Which I saw the Dark Knight eight times in the theaters. Really? I've probably seen it 30 times sitting at my house. Like, I love it. You yeah. Know? But... Um, I wasn't going to go out and get, like, Heath Ledger yeah. on my leg. I wasn't going to do that. A lot of people did. <laughs> right. I understand that. But, like, for me, being a guy who draws and I'm into art and stuff like that, I like the concept art sometimes more than I like the finished product. Okay. So I went out and I found the concept art for the character. And I got that tattooed to my leg, like a portrait of the ca- Like, this is what they based that design on was that. Yeah. And it looks very far from the finished product huh. because it's concept art. So, like, when you look at it, I get people all the time, what is that, Mike Myers? What do you got? You got fucking Jason on your leg? 
And like dudes that don't know shit about tattoos to begin with, dudes yeah. that don't know shit about my interest outside of, you know, what they think I'm like or whatever. Like, I got this because I like fucking artwork, dude. Yeah. I got the, like I didn't get this because I love any particular character. Like, I love the movie and I love the process more than I love finished products, you know what I mean? So like to me that's why I got it, but I can't stand explaining it. And then right next to that, I have uh, a tattoo of Big Van Vader. I don't know if you know who Big Van Vader was, but he was a pro wrestler in the 80s and the 90s. He was a giant fucking dude. He was he was a Super Bowl champion in like 1982 or 83, played for the LA Rams. Huh. Uh, big fucking husky redheaded dude with like double mohawk on the side of his head and he would come out and he'd wear a mask and he's just a big hawking fucking dude he was strong as fuck but i got this tattoo because when he would come out he used to wear this headdress it was like this giant metal helmet and it was like a, a mask they called it the mastodon helmet and it's got like these spikes on the shoulders and it's got this fucking giant trunk that comes down the middle really ominous looking big heavy <laughs> fucking helmet that he would wear to the ring and then he would take it off and put it down and he would point at it. And some guy with a remote control would, like, hit these fucking controls on the side of it. And smoke would shoot out of it, you know? Huh. So as, like, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid, I was fascinated by it. Like, it made, like, <laughs> this giant impression on me. So when I met Schlack and he wanted, and I asked him if he wanted to do a tattoo, being that he was a wrestling guy and that I'm such a fucking nerd for it, too, I was like, do you want to do this? And he was like, fucking right I do, you know? So, like, he was excited to do it. So that's why I let him do it. Yeah. And, um came out great it's probably one of the best tattoos i got yeah like the contrast and colors and stuff like that it just looks like this dude had a good time fucking tattooing it to me and i'm like i love it like it's like, i love it but i don't want to explain to people who don't know who this character is yeah where it comes from or why it made has such an impact on me like to me it's just that helmet that has an impact on me it's not because i love big van vader or that i love i just i love that image you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. i get lost in images you know what i mean like that's kind of like I have found so much value in my existence just from loving somebody else's artwork or their concepts. So, like, I kind of delve into it. But I don't need to explain that away to people. Sure. You know what I mean? For me to be satisfied with it. I mean, isn't that the beauty of being an artist, though? Is yeah. that we create things, and sometimes the fun part is watching the shit that you think up when you see it. Right. I mean, I do the same thing, and even... One thing that I do do, which I kind of always have done just to keep like a, a foot in my creativity is photography. Yeah. I, I enjoy my photography. I really love old rusty stuff yeah. or old abandoned buildings. I love the atmosphere think, and the ambiance of it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the fact that this was once like it's like life. It this was, was, it was once, once new and vibrant and now it's not. I used to wander around in Chester literally this is this is like some people think i'm fucking nuts but i could show you the photos i used to walk around and go into the abandoned buildings in chester and and i often like would try to explain to people that like dude when you really look at the crown moldings in some of these houses or the white marble fucking steps out front do you realize that this was like somebody really loved this home somebody took a lot of time to make this you know this was beautiful and it has nothing to do with the, the color of the people living in that neighborhood. It has nothing to do with, right. you know, it's just... Time has had its way with it. Time has yeah. taken its its course. And, like, now there might be addicts living in there that, like, it 
you know, like it sounds harsh to say this, but it's dirge is there out of necessity. It's like it's like slow decay. Right. You know, it's like I, I mean, honestly, there are times where I have found the remains of a, a dead animal in the woods and I've looked at it and thought like this is a part of life. Yeah. There is some form of beauty in this. You know, seeing the bones of a decayed animal, sometimes you think to yourself, like, well, this is the revitalization of this particular habitat. The nutrition out of those bones and that, that meat is cycle. going into yeah. the soil. And I, it's a whole it's a whole process. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I've done the photography thing for a while. I've taken some pictures recently, actually. I was on an old crane. And uh, it was neat because... I'm standing in the back. There's like this little hallway, and then you could see the seat. The seat's all rickety. It's from the fucking 40s or 50s. And then you could see out the window, and the light's coming in. It was a cool picture. I enjoyed it. And um, I guess I'm always doing the same thing as you, is I'm, I'm admiring other people's artwork, and I'm like... I think that's uh, part of it. Like, like um, just appreciation for something. Like, that's... You know, I do that just by looking at other people. You know what I mean? Like, as far as even, like, finding, like, women attractive... Yeah, a lot of it is just appreciation for even that's art. You yeah, know? because like it's when... like, you know, like I could like like the skinny, you know, sexy looking girl that everybody thinks is good looking, or I could like the very curvaceous, you know, uh, girl who has like some very ethnic features or something. Like you, there's an appreciation for everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's. Is that the artist in us, or I is think that it human? Is. Is I think that it human, is. I think it is. I think like there's times that you know you find uh, something beautiful about everything. You know what I mean? I've even gotten comfortable enough with myself, and it's funny because I do it. I, like now, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care, and maybe it's because our society has is is teaching the rest of us individuals that it's okay to be comfortable with yourself yeah so like i've even started like complimenting handsome men oh uh, yeah, yeah believe it or not right. i'll do it in a joking way but like there's one guy at this mechanic shop that it, like dude i'll bust his balls and i'll say like dude you are a charming looking motherfucker <laughs> like you and it's funny because he's like an yeah. er, he's like a late 20s you know but he's a young italian guy with like this fucking chin he, dude he looks like he should belong on tv and i tell right. him all the time bro you should really consider yeah. going into acting you what, or man, modeling there's... i'm like dude listen i'm not gay i'm not hitting on you right now but i want to suck your dick i'm just saying <laughs> that if i saw you on tv i'd try to fuck you that's all you know <laughs> no um you know what really bothers me more than anything the guys hit on you no 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 i love that but um <laughs> no it, it, like what bothers me is like I've been, like, one of these guys who's always been very insecure about my looks. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I always feel like, almost like, man, people must think I'm gross or some shit. Because, like, like, there's times that I look at myself and I go, Jesus Christ. Like, my I've... genetics have really fucked me. You know? Well, and... But then you meet somebody who is totally blessed yeah. with their looks. Yeah. And they're so uncomfortable in their own skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. it's like, fuck, man. Like, there's really no way to win here. Sometimes you know? I see women that are just... Yeah, just fucking... Way too much fucking makeup, and, like, there's a whole show going on. Trying way and, too hard. How are you, you comfortable? Think, Dude, why? Why are you doing that? You're actually, like, a really beautiful person. Right. You know? Like, I agree. So it's funny, because I, I grew up the same way. I think we actually talked about this, but, like, dude, uh, for me, getting clean 
there was a lot of transition there, but one of the biggest transitions was learning to be very comfortable with who I am. Right. Which maybe that's why I am so extroverted nowadays and, and like... You just don't give a fuck. That is the biggest yeah. thing that I had to learn is to stop giving a fuck. That's the best you know? thing you can do. It's just, you know, I think that especially like in terms of like being found attractive dude i think people find that more attractive than anything else that's the truth yeah it's the confidence, confidence. it yeah. has nothing to do listen i've met some fat ugly bastards <laughs> that like, were with fucking smoke and shows it's all because they have like, great confidence dude, what the fuck yeah. happened here and the chick is all like oh yeah he's great and you're thinking <laughs> like and it's funny you know what's funny is when even when you look at celebrities look at uh, you know, to bring this to like, dude, Biggie Smalls, the rapper, you know, yeah, he used was a to, fucking stud. He used to make jokes about, "I'm so ugly, I'm beautiful." That, yeah, yeah, that was. Literally I say that about his... Barry White all the time. Yeah, that motherfucker is so ugly that people think he's sexy, dude. You know, I think that there is just it's that confidence, dude. Biggie Smalls could have fucked any yeah. chick in his day. I bet any you Barry chick... White could have too. Yeah, man. I bet you yeah. Barry White. And I think it's just the fact that you walk into a room like a fucking lion and you're just yeah. like, dude, I own this. This yep. is mine. Yeah. And and it's, you know, like, it, I think it's funny because I do believe that I have a uh, a bit of a personality like that now, but it took so much. It took a long time much. for you to get there, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There were moments where I literally had to stand in the mirror and look at my face like an artist. Yeah. And, and I used to literally, maybe that is my artist side like teaching me how to do this but i would look at my face and go pick something out that you like mm -hmm. now as a kid i used to draw eyeballs a lot and i would go oh man well i do have nice eyes and the color of them is a little unique so i like that and and it took this is multiple times this wasn't just once in the mirror and go man you know what you're fucking handsome yeah no 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 dude this was like a year or two of like Every now and then, when I'm fucking morbidly depressed, and I think every girl on the planet thinks I'm the ugliest fucking sloth that exists, and it's funny because my wife, my wife will laugh about it, and she's like, "Dude, you're, you're fucking nuts, man." Yeah. Like I've even heard a lot other, of people. Yeah, I hear that a know? lot too. Like, yeah, very, like, but there's times that like I've done that, and I go. I've always like fucking shied away from like the ethnic side of my looks. Yeah. And been like, oh man, I, I'm so sick of people like calling me a Dego and like <laughs> all this shit. Like, you know, like, but not that I gave a shit that much. It's not like, you know, like somebody was saying something so offensive. It was just like, I didn't like the stereotype of it all the time. But yeah. now as I'm getting older and if I look at myself and I look in the picture or whatever and I look at the shape of my nose or like certain things like that and I go, I, I look... There's certain parts of me that look very Italian, and I love it. You know I think I mean? you have to embrace it. Oh, dude, I, do. I would yeah, love I to see do. you in a killer fucking suit. Yeah. Maybe, like, dude, someday we should do a dress up, man. Like, yeah. I'm I'm now obsessed. I want a really nice, nice suit, tweed suit, yeah. like a gray or a light <laughs> brown. I love Jeff Caps. Like yeah. I love I'm I'm obsessed with this company, uh, Boston yeah, Scally. You're telling me. Yeah. I fucking love their hats, dude. Right. I wear that hat more than I wear my baseball hats now. Yeah. And I think it's I like, would too. To dude, me, like I think baseball caps are like something that a kid wears. Uh you know? It's like I feel like more of a gentleman. I feel yeah. like when I walk up and you see me wearing my hat, I'm not just a jerk off anymore. I'm, I'm like, not really a hat guy. Yeah. For, like I'll wear like skull caps. But that's I think a, it's that's the extent of it. I think it says something about you, like the way you present yourself. Yeah, you know, and I think it'll even boost your confidence. I bet you, if you dressed 
slightly different and you like took and I'm not putting you down. Oh no, no, I know. But I'm saying like if you were like it, like say once a month you were like, "You know what? Fuck that." Yeah. I'm going to dress like this, you right. know, and d- decide something my, in your my head. My dress up is like when I get dressed, I'm it's usually like like a um like one of those like um like those shirts like a, they almost look like bowling shirts. You know what I'm talking it's about? It's not a tracksuit. No, I don't wear a tracksuit. My <laughs> tracksuits. I thought you were Italian. You know, no, I'm just I don't saying. Have one. I thought that's how you guys yeah. got dressed up—a yeah. big gold chain and a tracksuit. <laughs> a pair of like nice sneakers. No, no, it's not me. Slick your hair back. You know. Well, and that's the other thing is like now that I'm so gray, I think people don't notice my ethnicity, and I kind of regret that. Yeah. Because when my hair was really dark, I kind of took it for granted, and I didn't care. Now it's like all my shit is gray. Man, and, you know, I think. I think uh, I think especially since there's such a large number of our generation, I think people love it. Oh no, and I think a lot of people do say that they're like, oh, I think it makes you look distinguished and all yeah. that other stuff, and that's fine. But I'm saying as far as look, dark hair, dark eyes, that connotates yeah something very uh, like Italian, European, or whatever the fuck you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So like now that that's that aspect of my looks is gone. I do miss it. Like, I don't like being gray. Listen, white guys are the bad guys anyway, so, like, right now it's not a good time for you to be a white guy. (laughs) I would go tanning. You know, that's all I'm saying. I can't. (laughs) I turn into a fucking lobster, you know, but... (laughs) Nah, I mean, you know, more and more as I get older, I I find... I think I enjoy being this age more than I enjoyed being young. Yeah? Yeah, I definitely like being, you know, middle-aged much more than I like being a young guy. I think the moment we stop giving yeah, a fuck. Stop, once you start stop giving a fuck about so much shit and, uh, you know, you just kind of take things as they come, then you get a lot more, you're, you're happier for it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Hmm. Well, I'll tell All you right. what, man, that's been an hour. Yeah, let's, let's uh, wrap this one up. Yeah. For today and, you know, we'll come back to, uh, you know. I think, uh... I think we're going to leave the end of this for uh, Rogue Commercials. We're going to slide slide one of them in there from uh, Alvin, Alvin Shitcastle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and a word from our sponsors. See you, John. See you, man. Are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling vulnerable? Well, we want you to join us. Some say that we're a cult. Others who know us say that we're an intentional living community who worship one charismatic nutcase in the middle of the desert. So, take off your clothes. Leave the finances to us. The divine children of pistachio God. We're definitely not a cult.